Hi, I'm Michael Etchens from Excess. Thank you very much for coming backstage with Access All Areas, okay? Hope you have a good time. Welcome to Inexos Access All Areas. My name is B, and I will be co-hosting this series of podcasts with my Inexos nerd Hayden Murdoch. We will be delving deep with you all to explore everything there is to know about this iconic band of brothers in Excess, sharing music, tours, videos, albums, and oh, so much more. Well, hello, welcome to Inexos Access All Areas, episode 108, the podcast that dives deep into this legendary band has fun along the way, brings the community with us uh, and doing it along with my best friend, B, and getting him to the Rock Hall of Fame. How are you, B? I'm fine, mate. Thank you. Apologies for croakiness, croakiness part three, but uh, here in Melbourne where we are rugged up, it's 11 degrees today and uh, you're rugged up at 24, 25, is that right? <laughs> Something like that. I feel like I feel a lot better today, but you you, you look like you're suffering down there. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, this is the... One part of the year where we go, gee, Sydney's better than Melbourne. It's the only sort of time of year where we say that uh, in terms of the weather. But um, <laughs> we are uh, wimps when it comes to our friends in uh, Saskatchewan, Canada, and all these particular places in the Northern Hemisphere, which probably have minus 11 and minus 111 and whatever. So uh, we have to suck it up. Come on, stop grumbling. Uh, I'm glad that everyone else is having glorious weather around the <laughs> world. And um, the celebrations of the Queen was quite nice. Did you watch that at the weekend? See the Queen... Uh, uh, celebrations uh, much this year. I saw little pop-up ads and different things like that, but yeah, good on the royal family. A couple of hard uh, time from people, but I mm-hmm. think they they do a, a pretty good job overall and um, mm. bring a lot of money in for the UK. That people uh, always talk about what they take, but I think they give a lot more than they take. It was a pretty good show. I mean, the um, the lighting was just absolutely fantastic. I think it was Diana Ross at the very end and um, Duran Duran were on there, um, which is pretty good. Good for them yeah. getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is where we're trying to get in. Correct. Correct. Yes, correct, correct. Now, we've got an interesting show today because, uh, as our listeners will know, when we get to our topic a little bit later, it is a all-in female fest. Is that right, B? I'm going to say now, if if you get offended, I wouldn't listen any further than um, the intro and just wait for next week. If you don't mind getting offended, then listen on. So this is our secret sealed triple X version content. Is that right? It really is. It really is. Okay, fair enough. A bit bit hot. Well, for those who have been sleeping under a rock, we did uh, last week create a a little bit of a poll. We thought, well, you know, it's time to have a little bit of fun. We've had a lot of reviews and albums and deep dives recently. We thought we'll we'll uh, uh, we'll release the the shackles and let a lot of the ladies and some of the fellas out there uh, uh, share and uh, salivate in their love of Michael. And we put together a, a, a poll, which was Michael's most, uh, I guess, uh, primal moments, the top 10. And I guess we uh, left the uh, uh, options open for, for videos, for uh, lyrics, for dress attire, for concert performances, you know, for interviews on beds in England, uh, all types of sort of content. And we got lots and lots of, uh, uh, I guess, responses last week, B, that we read out in totality. Uh, the poll has uh, blown up the foof of valve. I don't think Twitter and anyone can keep up with this poll. So I guess at the time of recording today, which is uh, Wednesday, the 8th of June, we are actually having this particular poll extend out to the 15th. So we're having a little bit of a female fan uh, fest 
in our topic a little bit later today, aren't we, B? Mm-hmm. I've brought in some friends. I'm sorry, Hayden. I, I think I'm having a. I think I'm having a, a, a seat uh, away from the table. This one, aren't I? I've handed over the reins. Well, I knew you were sick. <laughs> I was actually sick after you recorded. You know but that's okay. It's probably a topic that's more down the alley of you and the girls. So uh, yes. I do look forward to listening in as a we fan. We had a and, bit of fun. Yes, mm-hmm. and hearing mm-hmm. a bit about it, but. Uh, uh, we have digressed a little bit. Uh, I must also start off everything by saying, how's your in excess week been? Yes, my in excess week has been good. Um, the tribute page is now up on our website. We've got um, four bands on there now. So if you've got an in excess tribute band that you love or you are part of, please let us know and we'd love to promote you um, on our pages. Um, it also brings me right round to um, copyright infringement. So please don't use the in excess logo, which is very highly treasured. And yeah, um, just uh, thought I'd now mention we, that. Oh, and yeah. again, we, we have had some feedback from a certain individual whose initials are Kirk Pengilly. Yes. Uh, <laughs> who has said, look, we love the fact the tribute band's out there, but there are some things that we just got to yeah. be, well, the band's got to be careful. careful about infringing yes. uh, in terms of content and logos, but um, he's he's always excited about bands paying tribute to, to them. Okay. Um, Having said all of that, uh, B, what else has come across your desk this week? Yes, um, there is a, a battle going on. I don't know if you're aware of this, Hayden, but mm. um, Gary Beers and John Ferris both want to come on and have an interview with us. Oh, really? So I don't know who's going to be coming on first now. So this is quite exciting. And when they're coming on, but yeah, this there's big talks the, going on uh, behind behind. This is the what scenes. you would call the rhythm section of the band the, face-off. Uh, oh, it is, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's very, that's been interesting. That's been up in my week a bit. We have to run a I, poll on that. Who you want on first? I know, I know. Um, I've got a feeling John might win that one. Do you reckon? I don't know. I quite like to see Gary, especially if he's bringing Toby along as well. Oh, well <laughs> anyway, well, well, uh, um, you had a few technical difficulties then. So I thought I'll just go onto um, YouTube and um, have a look at and see what Dr. Jim and the in excess, in, induct in excess um, team were doing. There are some fun fabulous videos that they've put on and they've just done one with Tim. So if you um, are a, uh, if you like looking at videos, go on and find um, the Induct in Excess, sign the petition while you're there and have a like of some of their videos. They're pretty hot. They're pretty good. All right. Well, uh, we want to do a bit of a shout out to sort of the, the the potential patrons out there. Um, we'll be honest, we're struggling a little bit with new patrons at the moment, getting some new people on board. And we, you know, we do uh, work off bread and dripping, putting this together. So we would love a little bit of support for a cup of coffee or two per month. If you could uh, see a way, if you like what we do and feel like you, you could contribute, it'd be something we'd be very grateful to do. I know my computer is on the the the, uh, the way out, B, yes. with its speakers and things. And we always little want to try to have a good product. Or, or it could be the speaker. <laughs> But, um, uh, yeah, anything you could do to, to come on board would be great. And we try to make our patron pro- program very interactive uh, and give you real sort of uh, service uh, uh, for it all. So if you are sort of getting something out of this, we would definitely love to, uh, you know, have you on board. And if you've been thinking for a while about jumping on as a patron, um, hey, uh, reach out to our favourite Dutchie, uh, Carrie Ann, reach out to myself on Messenger or, or, or B, uh, and we'll direct you accordingly. But uh, uh, big shout out as always to our existing patrons. Over to you, B, to welcome them again for the week. I'd like to say hello to everybody outside on the highway. Let's all say hello to everybody outside. It's about 10,000 people at least. Hello. 
Well, hello to our honorary members, Nick Egan, Mark Opitz, Cameron Adams, Mary Woods, and Darren Jones. Our paying patrons, Carmen, Laurie, Carrie-Anne, Danielle, Sarah Markham, Sarah Camia, Dr. Jim, Katie, Lisa Mack, Lisa Calloway, Anne-Marie, Susan P, Susan B, Foxy, Pedro, Mandy, Matt, Linda, Yvonne, Caroline, Amanda H, Amanda V, David, Tracy, Paul Jolie, Paul Bridges, Paul Buckley, Sandrine, Ella, Ryder, Tony, Erica, Abigail, Martin, Stefan, Val, Jim, Matey, Kelly, Jackie, Sean, Sheila, Shannon, Helen, Brett, Suzanne, Laurel, Bard, Genevieve, Shelby, Manny, Laurie, Jill, Yowie, Laos, Heidi, Paula, Lisa Urban, Angie, Nancy, Juliet, Jenny, Scott, Anthea and Maria. And special mentions to Sue D, Joe Robbins, John Vink, Michael, Glenn Davis and Paul Boozy. Thank you for all your support. Well, as we said, the topic of the week, uh, we will sort of uh, handball the range to you a little bit later, but uh, it's time now for... The News. Hi, this is Sarah from Sydney. You're listening to In Excess, Access All Areas, and now it's time for the news. All right, B. Well, uh, in chart watch, uh, it's sad to say that uh, I think for the fourth week in a row, there is no in excess very best of in the Australian charts. I think it may have slowly just died a death. Uh, although maybe they can do like a Kate Bush Stranger Things, uh, get some music into a famous TV show at the moment and uh, rise up the charts. Have you heard about Kate Bush's? No, uh, no, tell me yeah, more. She's got the song Running Up That Hill from 85 that's been in season four of Stranger Things. That's. What are you looking like? You know something, yeah? Yeah, well, it makes sense because my daughter keeps playing it and playing it. Yeah, ah. it gets around, doesn't it? She's like, I love well, this song. I'm like, are you joking? <laughs> well, this is, well, the interesting thing for this, this is sort of the sort of almost the about the the sole way or maybe the only way that music seems to hit the younger generation now, and that is attach it to some of these younger shows. And mm-hmm. I guess some of the NXS uh, stuff was uh, recently on some TV shows that we've given acknowledgement to, mm-hmm. uh, and hit and went up the charts and things like that. But uh, some of the younger generation, I guess, are getting access to this music by virtually being sort of put in as content uh, on their favourite content that they're watching. So, yeah, yeah Kate Bush is uh, blowing up the charts at the moment with a 37-year-old song. Mm, mm. But then again, you've got some more news that in excess well, we do. being we do. played um, everywhere, aren't they, at the moment? It's a, never a, a quite week. Uh, no. Robert, Robert Fripp, who I know of, uh, who was the co-founder and major record, recording person and producer of King Crimson, which was a very much a prog rock sort of 60s, 70s band, very famous over the course of the world in uh, uh, from the UK. You happen to know his wife's name called Toya, who I have no idea who she is. But between the two of them, they've done a cover of Devil Inside as so part cheesy. of their lunchtime in the kitchen <laughs> get together. And they're all sort of dressed up in sort of outfits and looks a bit kinky, doesn't it, B? <laughs> she, well, she's always been a bit out there. She um, Who is she? 
Well, who is she? Okay, she's right. quite iconic in England. Right. Um, so she has got a, more of a lisp than Michael, like a real like <laughs> okay. lisp. And right. she used to sing <laughs> song. I'm going to play it in a minute, right? right? Okay. I'm going to I'm going right. to do my Post version. Yep. I'm going to do my version. And she's okay. saying, "It's a mystery. It's a mystery." <laughs> 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 anyway, let's listen to it. Australia have our version of the lisp called Ita Buttrose. Okay. Uh, and and uh, she was famously sent up on a comedy show when she talked about her secret field section. Oh, and I don't mean to take the mickey out of her at all, but I mean, because bless her, she got up there and she sang and she looked, you know, she was pretty good. She was like your blondie era, you know. Um, right. Which, but, well, this particular cover, I think, is part of a bit of a series in there. Yes. Sort of long time kitchen thing where they do a lot of different things. And, yeah. Yeah. So we, she's hardly um, got anything on her. She? She's know. got like little it, things over her nipples. It looks like they're off to some swingers party in the seventies, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> anyway. I'd run a mile if I saw that. Devil. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but moving along in terms of gig watch, uh, we won't go through all the gigs, but a couple of little notables. We've got the Inexcessive Boys playing at the Brass Monkey, uh, literally on the 9th of July, only a few weeks away, uh, in Cronulla. Uh, and they're also going to be playing in Wollongong. Hello, Carmen. You might get to that one at mm-hmm. uh, Anita's Theatre there. Uh, and also the Don't Change Boys B uh, doing their annual trip down to the Lazots on the 17th of July. I think you might have done uh, been to that one last year, I think, or before, or you've done the Lazots with the Don't Change Boys, or maybe uh, you've yeah, done the hotels. I've, I've been to see them about three times at Lazots, but okay. um, I don't think I went last year. I can't remember. Right, okay. <laughs> Uh, well, they're there. Also, 2B this week, I think the Mystify video may have been sort of digitally restored and things like that and sort of released out on some of the platforms. you hear about that? Yes, the Mystify video. Yes, we reposted that. That looks fantastic. Is that what you're on about? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I was talking to Tim about it, and he says he really loves the Never Terrace the Part, the way they, they've um, restored that one. Restored yeah. that one. That's his favourite. Just quickly, just quickly, with those videos, I think fans can go to the NXS website yes. and see those, can't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, the actual yeah. new release, this has come through official sort of re, Redux version, so do yourself a favour. But uh, Go to the website, yeah. yes. Without a doubt. Keep coming um, across your desk, please. My desk. <laughs> my diddy little tiny desk. Today, no, it was yesterday, an a cappella version of um, lots of different in excess songs. You haven't heard it yet, have you? Look, I, I, over the years, I've seen different things pop up. I think I've got one with the string section. I've got the CD where it's string section, play all Linux songs and stuff. Um, this uh, is yeah. amazing. Amazing. Right, okay. I sent it to Kirk. I don't know if Tim got to hear it or see it, but he said they are absolute geniuses. I'm blown away. I'm speechless. And that's right. Kirk. And Kirk, when I send things to him, usually he's like, nope. Rubbish, okay, like you yeah, know. Yeah. So his bar is high, and so Kirk is pretty, pretty honest when he's he asked about very Andrew. Very honest. He's, he's very honest. interview Kirk about Andrew in the live gig. He goes, "Yeah, it was not my type of music, but you know, he and, seems to be enjoying it." But, but I've got a bit of a beef with you, Kirk. Right? Anyway, so I sent it to him within seconds. He put it onto his Instagram page oh. and posted it before I could, and didn't even say, "I'll oh, be from the podcast." Right. Sent it me or anything. So, thank okay. you. That's called that's called plagiarism at university. <laughs> 
isn't it, B? School of Rock, plagiarism. Steam up your glasses when I see you, mate. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. um, and then just now, somebody else sent it to me. Oh, no, it was Laurie Founder. America's Got Talent. Oh, my giddy aunt. There's a girl in Spain. Um, from Spain, um, and she was on American the- Idol or America's Got Talent. Oh, now you're saying that. I've got to look at it. But there's a girl on there doing some sort of uh, raunchy version yes. of a excess track. Is that right? Yes. Yes, oh. it's her. Yeah, America's Got Talent, it says. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she's in bondage gear. She's doing some sort of like pole dancing thing up in the air, flying around mm. and dipping herself in water and doing a flush right. dance and everything. It's all right. going on. It's very mesmerising. Okay. <laughs> anyway, okay, we well, put that on timely, to our socials. The, uh, her name's Michelle. Michelle's primal moments. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, so you have seen it then? No, I'm joking. Michael's oh, right. primal moments. Michelle's primal moments. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't get that gag, did you? No, okay. I didn't. I'm sorry, anyway, a bit slow. That's fine. I'm on my own level here. Okay. Well, you've told me about downloading it, B, so I'll be uh, after the podcast having a look. I bet you will. Yeah. <laughs> Just make sure you're sitting down. Yes. And the right. kids aren't in the room. Yeah. We were going to try okay. and keep this short and sweet because. We are. A couple of little bits of news, a little bit of ROP. We like to valet uh, certain people in the rock music industry or pop music who, who have passed away. And unfortunately, this week, David uh, Seal uh, from Seals and Croft passed away and probably famous for the uh, very iconic song and beautiful sort of Californian sounding song, Summer Breeze. Uh-huh. Makes me feel fine. Yeah. Uh, beautiful song. Unfortunately, passed away, but had a great innings of 80 years of age and uh, actually went on to his website today and looked, well, listened to a couple other tracks and things. And yeah, really, um, really beautiful sort of Californian sounds of the 70s. Uh, and also, B, it's funny how through Facebook and pop ups and different things, it's three years ago this week that we met each other at the anniversary <laughs> of the Michael uh, documentary, Mystify. So I had a little pop up the other day. So I wanted to say, it was one of our life-changing moments meeting you and thank you for being my friend. The beginning of our friendship. Yes. Oh, that's nice. What date was that? Uh, well, I think it's the week of the 7th of the 6th. Who'd have thought that we would last this long? <laughs> yes, right. That's right. <laughs> You know, a bit of marriage counselling, but we got that. <laughs> we got that. Sorry, a bit of podcast uh, marriage counselling, yeah. <laughs> so that's the news of the week, B. I'm very excited to go mm-hmm. into what is now the topic of the week. Hey, this is Tim Farris. Well done, Hayden and B. You've made my brothers and I very proud of what you've achieved so far. A big hello to all your listeners and NXS fans. So this week's topic, I've brought in two of my gorgeous friends and work colleagues in a way, and we're going to deep dive into the poll list because the poll is going to be ending on Wednesday, guys. So this is going to help you a little bit more. But from a girl's perspective, we grabbed a bottle of vodka between us and uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun with this. So Hayden, you might get a bit blushy with some of the things we're about to say. All right. Well, uh, again, I uh, sitting this one out, uh, folks. So uh, I think uh, for everyone else out there who uh, is keen to check on in, sit back, lie back on the bed, put your headphones on, and delve deep into the dulcet tones of B, Danielle, and Laurie from Chicago. <laughs> Hi, this is Felicia from Everett, Washington, USA. You're listening to NXS Access All Areas with Hayden and B, and it's time for the topic of the week. 
Well, hello and welcome to the show. We're going to uh, be speaking about the poll today with my gorgeous friends who are also um, part of the In Excess team, Danielle from Florida and Laurie from Chicago. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Danielle. Hello, B. Hello, how are you over there? I'm wonderful. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'd like to introduce you to the um, listeners and let them know a little bit more about you. So how did you find the podcast at the beginning? Well, uh, scrolling through my many in excess fan pages one day, I happened to notice this little page called Hutch Nation. And scrolling through Hutch Nation, I saw this little thing about a podcast. Well, never really listened to a podcast before. And my husband started listening to podcasts. And I was like, oh, there's a podcast about NXS. Sounds right up my alley. <laughs> so I just took a listen. And from the first moment I heard it, I was like, yep, I'm sold. Sign me up. I want to become a patron. <laughs> oh, really? I never knew that was from Hutch Nation, you found us on the uh, Facebook page. Yep. Oh my goodness, that's what So how long ago was that? Uh, Summer of 2020. Okay, so pretty much at the beginning then. Yes, yes. In fact, I want to say you guys started May 8th and I found you guys, I think it was June 10th. Well, I'm really glad you found us because you've been very, very instrumental in a lot of things. You actually help us with the newsletter, don't you, every week? I do, I do. And it is a wonderful treat for me to be able to participate. And also if you um, visit our website, Danielle is always there mainly, aren't you? <laughs> we tag team I now again. You do, you do. And, and you're there to chat with people if anybody wants to have a chat or learn more about um, what's going on with the podcast. So um, Danielle's the lady there. So let's um, welcome Laurie. I think most of you know Laurie. She was on a few uh, weeks ago with Hayden. Wow, she is a uh, a real partner in crime for me. I think we speak nearly every day, don't we, Laurie? It feels like it, yeah. So, yeah, hi, everybody. I'm back. So how did you find the podcast, Laurie? I've never really asked you, I don't think. Well, so uh, we went into lockdown in March 2020. I had a lot of spare time on my hands, and I tend to get obsessive about bands, and I go through phases. (laughs) Oh, really? You, you, You couldn't tell. And... I don't know what it was. I was suddenly getting very nostalgic for In Excess, which I was very much into in high school. And so I had read story to story. And then I was on Facebook. I happened across a Facebook group called Hutch Nation. And there was this promo for this podcast. And I got to tell you, I was at first, I almost didn't listen because I'm thinking, podcast who wants to listen to a podcast but i'm glad i did it was a lot of fun also kind of inflamed something in me because as you know i've created my own podcast uh, stateside madness yeah which was directly inspired by you and hayden i actually kind of ripped off your format and that's about the band madness isn't it yes speaking of obsessions about uh, music. Yeah, that's one of my obsessions, the British band Madness. So we put that out every two weeks. Yeah, we kind of ripped you guys off. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I feel honored. Thank you very much. And you do that with a guy called Polly in the States as well, don't you? Yeah. And Polly's a boy, which we both thought was a girl, which was quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, that was a funny first uh, 
first online Zoom with him. Yeah. I bet. Yeah, you expect yeah, a woman awkward. and there is a boy. <laughs> it was awkward. I, I had misgendered him, yeah, but uh, he's used to it. Hi, Polly. So. Yes, hi, Polly. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're listening. We love your show. Well, that's great. I never knew all that information, so that's quite funny. So I've invited you both on today to get a bit girl fanning on In Excess because I've been wanting to do a show like this for a while and I just thought it'd sit really nice as we uh, introduce the poll last week and we've still got the poll going so we can muster through the actual list that we uh, we've got onto the website um it was great going through it with um, Hayden last week but I felt that we rushed it a little bit so I want to get under the covers a little bit more with it I really do with my girlfriends I'm sad that Genevieve and Foxy and beautiful um, Carrie-Anne can't be with us but with the time zones and personal things we can't do that but um I'm really pleased that both of you guys are with me today and um Hayden um you're not allowed to be in here because you're not a girl Right. Okay. So we're going to start with number one. Can you remember what number one was, Laurie? Uh, Yeah, that's Paula and Michael on the bed for the big breakfast, right? It is. Okay. Let's go have a look and then we'll come back. Do you think you'll do more acting? Yeah, as long as, you know, I can get the right parts and they're not too too much of a reach, yeah. I really wanted to do um, play the part of, I think it was Tico, the... The guy in the middle in uh, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, they really want me to do that. Hugo Weaving got it in the end, which is great. He does a great job, but I would have loved to have done that. Why? i just dress up and drag and run around the, the outback and, <laughs> you know. It's really been just wonderful, and I think you're my favourite guest ever. Oh, thank you. You are. I like you more than Willem Dafoe. That's good. Isn't it? That's real good. And um, I can't wait for your, um, well, I can't wait to hear your greatest hits. Thanks. All of them. <laughs> All of them. Okay, so we just heard then Paula and Michael on the bed. Um, you could tell so much that they were mates um, more than anything, that they had a bit of a history. They were so comfortable with each other, weren't they? Sure, that's one word for it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the way she had her legs wrapped around him, oh my God, I nearly died when I first saw it on the, well, I watched it. I was there with my tea and my my toast on the end of my sofa getting ready for work. And I was not expecting to see both loves of my life on the bed together like that. I was just like, and there was, there was no coming back from that was that that was like, you know, they were about to have sex. It was just Oh, they so already raw. had at that point. They had to have already done it at that point. Do you reckon? Don't you think? Well, oh, I'm sure they I, had. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Well, I'm, I know they'd had sex in a few years before that, but I don't mean, I don't think they had. I know she was playing out to get him. And that dress that she wore, there is an actual photo of Helena in the same dress in a different color. I think it's in a green. She looks very pretty in it. What's your favorite part? My favorite part is when she says, oh, I think you're my favorite guest. You're um, like um, better than William Defoe. And he goes, oh, I like that. Oh, it gets me every time. Well, William Defoe is not exactly... Uh the first person that comes to mind when you think about sexy. <laughs> no, no. I'd have to watch that. So goodness knows what happened on that bed with William Defoe. Oh. Um, I think for the first time I've noticed he said I looked a bit like a chipmunk. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, you know, 
I would love to play spin the bottle with that chipmunk. (laughs) (laughs) The thing that I noticed is how Michael is biting his finger and when he's flirting, it's, it's, like an oral fixation kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. it, it kind of gives away what he's thinking about. I got to say, I can't like this. I, I can't like this just knowing everything that came after and knowing how many lives were ruined after this. I, I can't like it. It's just, uh, it, it's very hard for oh, me. Oh, that's, that's sad for me to hear because I just think of it as a, a it's a beautiful moment um, of two people connecting. Um, I don't look at it as something that's um, going to ruin his life. I mean, it takes two for a start and they, it wasn't just them. It was the, what was surrounding them. So I don't see it that way at all. Interesting. How about you, Danielle? I think for me, it's the eye roll. <sighs> going to be the eye roll in the biting of the lip. Okay. Well, face value, is this one of Michael's primal moments? For me, a no. Oh, okay. And I'm guessing it's a no from you, Laurie. Well, I mean, I think if we're looking at it specifically in terms of primal moments, again, that kind of oral fixation thing, the chewing on his fingers, the, you know, thrusting of the hips and stuff. Yeah, I would say that this is definitely a primal moment. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Michael in the throes of... uh, Again, a woman. Okay, let's move swiftly on then. Okay, so what's on the list next, Laurie? Well, this was one that I actually uh, submitted, and this is the Not Enough Time video. And specifically, I said the scene towards the beginning of the video, which is taking place underwater. There's the woman in the bed underwater, and Michael's kind of coming in and putting his arms underneath her like he's going to lift her up. Like, you know, I don't know if he's rescuing her or I I thought that was pretty hot. Mm, I agree. It's a very hot video. I really love this video. And the bit with you said about Michael with the flares, he had a lot of good fun with that, didn't he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, there's a lot to love about this video, not just Michael. I think all the boys mm. really kind of bring the A game. But yeah, the flares, I mean, he really was the embodiment of fire, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. I can't get over the baseline myself because I think it's rather sexy. Thank you, Gary mm. Beers, for that one. Mm. Okay, what's on our third? third? Oh, hold on, hold on. Oh, 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 no. no we, didn't, we didn't let Danielle in. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness. Not enough time came out my senior year of high school. So let me tell you, I will be with Lori on this one. This is a primal moment for me. Michael Hutchins, underwater, short hair, curly, caressing, you name it. He's got it. Mm. It is a 10. Oh, it is a 10. Okay. So that's this one's moving swiftly into number one position and pulling on the bed to number two for now. Okay. What we got next? Australian made backstage. (gasps) Oh, okay. Let's hear a little bit of this. do this before you go on stage, Kirk. Yes, I always get dressed. I've lost weight. And happy birthday to Michael. Did you send him a present? Oh, no, we're, we're, going got, to... we're going to. When was your birthday? Thursday. Oh, you didn't tell that's, me. That's all right. I didn't want to tell anybody. I was 27. Were you? Yeah. How old are you, Chrissy? 14, going on 60. 
Okay, so that was a little um, clip of um, Troy interviewing the boys backstage at um, Australia Made. Oh my God, they look so hot in their white, didn't they? They look so cool. The moment for me... Oh, there's quite a few. When John and uh, Michael are working out on the floor, it's pretty primal. I bet you like that, didn't you, Laurie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm a little, little flushed. Um, and then there's, there's that bit where uh, they were talking about how they were going to wear all white, and then somebody said something about white underwear, and Michael unbuttons his fly to show he's wearing white underwear, and then somebody sticks the microphone down his mm-hmm. pants mm-hmm. and then John comes into the frame and he goes, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. And um, he was having his bandana fixed as well, which didn't last for long, did it? His little curl had to come out on stage eventually and looking a bit like Jesus with that um, outfit on. Danielle, what's your take on this part? The whitey tidies. The whitey tidy whiteys. <laughs> Oh la la. I think he was pretty calm because um, Michelle Bennett was in the room at the time as well, wasn't she? I know. I love that. I love their relationship mm. on that film. Mm. Very cool. Very cool. Okay. So is this sliding into number two or number one? What do you reckon, Danielle? Oh, I know. For me, it's number one. <laughs> nah, I think I'm going to still go with Laurie on uh, Not Enough Time right now. Oh, okay. All right. We're having lots of difference of opinions. Okay. So what? where are we now? Number four, what we got? Melting in the Sun video. Oh, my now, God. I had, not, <laughs> I had not seen this before tonight. Tonight's the first time I'd ever, I didn't even know there was a video for Melting in the Sun. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So let's let's um, have a little um, a taster. <laughs> in the sun This is what they call the lights I suppose to my sun Makes a desert Arab shade In the middle of this country There's a light I want to see was from the version two of Melting in the Sun and it's mainly in um, England. Lots of um, footage of Michael's crutch. I don't know if that was uh, who who would have videoed this. Uh, Mainly a woman, do you reckon? I just remember fast-forwarding and rewinding and (laughs) fast-forwarding and rewinding a certain part of the video when I was about... Oh, 14 years old, and there was a whole lot I wanted to see with some great expectations to that. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very good. Very, very good. And Laurie hadn't seen this part or this video. Tonight is the first time I've ever seen it. There's a scene where towards the beginning where he's coming off the escalator and he's kind of charging and he looks like really angry, like he's going to start some shit. I I honestly kind of thought that whoever directed this was a little bit lazy. I mean, yeah, okay, we can show his crotch a little bit, but it's like over and over and over. And he's doing the same kind of Elvis pelvis, you know, move over and over and over and after a while I don't while, think me and Danielle worry about that too 14 much 14 year old Danielle really wanted it over and over <laughs> okay alright alright well 
All right. So um, um, I don't know where that's slipping into, do you really? Um, I think it's pretty up there. <laughs> okay. What's on the list next, Laurie? Uh, the Wembley concert. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. There's so many parts to the Wembley concert. Right. I mean, mm. this isn't a moment. This is... Uh, no, this is um, <laughs> epic. I suppose when the drugs kicked in, he really went off, off on one, really, didn't he? Um, the way he was engaging and um, rubbing his crutch and uh, <laughs> leering into the audience there. What was your favourite moment, uh, Danielle? Sorry, I've been in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was so cool, wasn't it, when you said that? I love that, though, that... <laughs> I really love that that moment in time with um, with Timmy um, play the fucking riff. I mean, that is just like so iconic to all of us. I, as in, I as think fans. really for for Wembley for me, I guess the way that Michael kind of interludes during each and every song in his different ways, like the uhs and the ahs and the yeah ha ha, and, and mm. you know that could could honestly be a very primal, I guess, in a way, moment through the whole yeah. concert, you know, just engaging. And, mm. you know, when he rose those people up with his fingers gyrating and they were just like rolling on his fingers and the, you know, the, yeah, huh. Mm. You know, the, I mean, just, yeah, all that to me is, you know, kind of, Kind of what well, doesn't he say at one point this is really turning me on yeah yeah he does absolutely. he does i think my primal moment on that is when he lets rip on um original sin and he does that crazy dance and he comes up to andrew and kisses him that part for me mm-hmm. is yeah him just letting go and just having a bloody good time yeah it's pretty up there for me how about you laurie boy there's this <laughs> there's so much in that that film. I think for me, it's the interaction between Michael and the audience and Mm -hmm. seeing how he is feeding off of their energy. And I think I first noticed it at the very beginning of New Sensation, where you see the entire crowd jumping up and down and and you see this massive bodies just pulsing. And I know Michael was very nearsighted and probably couldn't see in much detail, but I know he could feel it. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of a cliche, you know, when performers say, hey, the more you give, the more we give. But with Michael, that was so true. And when the audience was into it and receptive, he just kind of amplified it back to them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, for me, that would probably be the, the primal moment for that. Yeah, I think so too. Very, very good. Yes. And I've had um, somebody tell me about a personal moment after the show, which was quite hot. (laughs) I have to keep it under my hat, but Jesus, I have some good dreams. Right, okay. What's next? What's number five? 
Wembley backstage. Oh, oh, he's just, well, I've always said I'd like to be the lady that had to put the belt around his waist. That That is a um, pretty hot job. Um, but Michael, I would have fought you for that one. Uh, yeah, I think there's a few of us that would have lined up for that job. He looks so relaxing that he was about to perform, but I suppose he'd done it so many times as well. He, he was in his moment, wasn't he? There's a, a photo that I've seen uh, from the backstage where he's kind of posed. He's got the, the the striped pants that he wears. He's got his back to the camera. Man, that man had a nice ass. <laughs> I think he had a nice everything to, to be, to be uh-huh. honest. I mean, uh-huh. he was perfection, uh-huh. wasn't he? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, um, mm-hmm. uh-huh. <laughs> I second <laughs> Okay. Sorry, everybody, but we have had a few drinks. Anyway, uh, how would we rate backstage at Wembley? I don't really feel that the, the, the primal energy had really happened yet. Yes, he was comfortable. Yes, he was, you know amazingly good looking in, in the, the pants that he was wearing. I wouldn't necessarily classify it as primal. Mm-hmm. I think if we'd been in the room, it might have felt a bit different. I think we would have felt yeah. that primalness, but I think it is up there. But I think on stage outweighs that a lot. Oh my goodness. This is one of my favorites. Okay. We're just going to play a little bit of this and then we'll come back. It's called The Loved One. It's from Australian band in the 60s called The Loved Ones, strangely enough. And we just love the band, so we thought we might as well do a cover version. This is called R&B. I'm just going to pick Danielle off the floor after that. She, <laughs> how crazily wonderful was that? Hey, darling. I'm just wow, wow. <laughs> I've never seen that. <laughs> so, just, just wow, yeah. Okay, so I just played the loved one, and then we played the golden playpen. The loved one, Michael. It's the last performance of the evening, and he is just like telling everybody about it being R and B and enjoying the music so much, and it's a really good play out. But going back to um, the golden playpen, he actually enters the audience, doesn't he? Now, if that had been in Australia or even England or in America he would have been ravished, (laughs) but everyone just stands back. And so he's able to be himself and he looks like he's part of the audience, but he stands out because he's got so much charisma and and energy and he looked bloody amazing. And this is probably my top one at the moment. It really is. It's like baby Michael at his optimum. Mm. Well, I love, okay. So first of all, we've got Michael wearing that white wife beater shirt and he rocks it. He rocks it. There's one point in the loved one where he's singing and he's at the microphone and he's almost like twitching. Uh, It kind of reminds me of in the newsletter a few weeks back, we had something about uh, a lady named Clément who had written about how uh, singers kind of enter into almost like a trance state that's very similar to 
like spirit possession. And at that moment, that's kind of, I think Michael was very close to that, that kind of a state, you know, where he was really, he was channeling something there. So yeah, I think it's a really, really great performance. Uh, he really gives his all. I'm going to maybe get a little controversial here and I don't know B you might end up cutting this out I don't know if this is appropriate for the podcast he's wearing a red handkerchief in his right back pocket I don't know if anybody uh, is familiar with the handkerchief code different colors in different pockets signify different things so if something is worn on the left it means that you give and if something's worn on the right it means you receive and a red handkerchief means fisting oh bloody hell so he is is wearing a red handkerchief in his right pocket which means he receives right i might look i might i might look into that laurie that's very insightful thank you very very much (laughs) (laughs) we'll see if that makes the cut for the episode i'd like to also say that i had a red handkerchief in in my left pocket for a while there back in the in 84 so um i wasn't into fisting well left left means you get all right okay well i'm not a fister i thought we were gonna go more blood crip Well, I, you know, I, I actually inadvertently did that to one of my college classmates. He was well, fisted them. No, not, no, God, no. <laughs> yeah, inadvertently, I inadvertently did that. No, Oops. um, he was he was in a band and he was wearing a handkerchief. I, I, I don't remember the color now, but I remember I looked it up and it was Rent Boy. Oh, there you go. And I was I was really giving him shit about that. Is a Rent Boy a gigolo? Yes. Hmm. Right. Okay. Moving swiftly on. I think we're at number seven. Yeah, that was seven. So now we're on eight. Okay. What we got? <clears throat> Searching live at the Arias, 1996. Aww. I don't feel this is a primal moment for me. I think it's more an emotional moment. Like you say, you can't watch the Paula and Michael on the bed. I can't really watch this because this is an agonizing moment where lovers were st- stripped apart and their world was turned upside down. This is the moment it all went to shit, to tell you the truth, because things were planted to divide Michael and um, Paula and to sensationalize their um, togetherness. I can feel the pain when I watch this. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. See, I didn't have that context. I thought that he seemed like he was strung out, like he was really on something. He just doesn't seem like he's all there. But from what you've just said, maybe it was not a chemical distraction. Maybe it was like an emotional distraction. Uh, okay. Mine was elsewhere. Do you, do you know, not, not know the backstory of this? Do you want me to sort of like spell it out a little bit well, a bit more? Sure. Okay. So what had happened is Paula had left her daughters um, over. Oh, is this, the, is this the drugs and the Smarties wrapper? Exactly, exactly. And she came over to Australia with just a tiger to spend some time with Michael. And then the nanny and um, a friend, allegedly, found um, a smarty packet in their bedroom under a mattress. Because you do that, don't you? You go into your mate's bedrooms and look under their mattresses. They said that the kids were playing with them. And it was all... It was all rigged. It wasn't right. And then it got into the newspapers. Nothing was nothing was pressed. No charges were given. Everything was taken out. So again, why would, you know, nothing was done about it. But in the meantime, 
Paula had to leave her baby in Australia and go back to face this. How hard would that have been for Michael as well? His lover, lover and then to be left with the baby as well. Well, so, and she was in the middle of a custody battle then too, right? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't imagine, like, you know, my love for Paula is pretty big. And to the fact that, you know, she'd had just had a baby and we all know what it's like, you know, to, to have a have a, a newborn, a baby and have children and then have to have everything out in the newspapers and just, just bloody awful see you two have different feelings about it because you're you're in a different country you didn't know Paula the Paula I knew you only knew the Paula that came straight in and took Michael it wasn't until Nick said something that I actually started you know it takes people that know somebody personally to come in and and clarify a truth. And that's all it takes. And so Nick coming in and kind of clarifying some truths in my head. I agree it wasn't a good situation. It really wasn't, but they were in love. And if if the press hadn't have been there, maybe it would have been a different story. Well, she really was the the master of like playing to the press up until that point. She was very good at at, uh, getting certain things that she wanted, you know, kind of getting it out. I mean, she was manipulative. Well, I didn't want to say that, but if that's the word you I want to use. I think you're saying that, Laurie. <laughs> but I, I mean, she's, she's, she knows how the media works because she, or she knew, you know, she had uh, made a career out of the media, right? And it's your I, friend, I guess, until it turns against you. I will say with, with this video, though, here in America, at least, I mean, you know, I, I followed in excess of my collections for everything by, by about that time, you know, really and truly, you know, they weren't being played and you weren't seeing the videos and stuff like that. And so when you did see Michael in the papers and stuff like that, the portrayal of him was the, the jet black hair and the, you know, the, the sullen eyes and stuff. I'm going to be honest. It was deep down inside my heart. I was like, and I've wanted to say this for so many years, but deep down in my heart, there was like between Wembley and elegantly wasted. You could just see in his eyes, just this mm. slow fade. And when I saw the searching video, I don't know, it just that, you know, Hayden had said, you know, the pale skin, all that. I just think that showed Michael and things I've experienced in the last week, week and a half, when every emotion in your body has been depleted, that's yeah. just the way it yeah. came out. Yeah. And knowing what happened before he had to go step on that stage, before he had to go sing his heart out, in a way, yes, that could be primal because he left everything on stage with his heart absolutely mm-hmm. gutted. Mm-hmm. So to, perhaps you are, it's, it's an emotional moment wrapped in a primal moment. Hmm. Or the other yeah, way well around. Said. Yeah. Well said. Or yeah. the other way around. It's just so sad that he didn't have the but kind I, of support system in place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, we, we, we're, we're saying this because of this situation with um, the nanny and the drugs and everything. But we are also forgetting that he had a brain injury as well at this true. point. And he was That's on true. severe medication, which he wasn't. Um, clearly told how to use because he was still living the rock style lifestyle 
chugging absolutely drink with medication, which would really mess your head up. Do you but, think that it's that he wasn't told, or do you think that he was told and just didn't want to give up? I'm the not lifestyle. Michael. I'm not Michael. Yeah. Who knows? What's when Prozac that? first came out, yeah, was around the time, so it's a very mm. new drug. It was a very new I drug. I remember. Tim saying that mm, mm-hmm. and not knowing repercussions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Who knows? That's all and I'm saying. I've got, I've got um, a friend of Michael's has told me, I won't say who he is, um, but he said that Michael was taking these like they were going out of fashion. But he, he just had no idea how to take them. He just thought, oh, I need to take one. And then he'd be taking whatever else as well along the way and, and well, still and keeping up with the, the t- I mean, touring at yeah. the age of 37, you know, that you'd still need some stimulants to keep you going night after night as well, wouldn't you? Well, they, they depicted that in uh, Never Never Tear Us Apart in the miniseries. And uh, the guy that played Chris Murphy, his character says, boy, he's taking them like Tic Tacs. Mm. You know, so I, I don't know that and that's And I think any- that was pretty true. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that goes back to, like I said, it's such a shame that he didn't have support system in place that could really mm. see that there was something wrong. I guess save him from himself, you know? Yeah. But it seems like he was so up and down as well. You know, when on on the the, the day that he um, the day before he passed away, his dad said, "Oh, he was vintage, Michael. You know, he was on. He was great. You know, when they went for a curry. Yet then you hear all the other side that Michael was just so down and depressed and needed to get out. And Andrew said the other day when they were on the tour bus, and Michael turned to them and said, "You know." something about like I feel more comfortable with you guys you are my family in a way and they went oh shut the fuck up you know he was sort of reaching out then um yeah. and he felt felt good so he was just so, so up and down which we you know we all are aren't we we're all we're all victims of um our own thoughts and and what's but it would on. have been worse because of the the head injury yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we don't Absolutely. know he was in denial of that because he wanted to continue and be the the rock star he was. Okay, well, let's lift this up a little bit. Um, God, we love you, Michael. Okay, I have no idea. Number nine? Nine, when he sings. That is is the probably broadest uh, primal moment. (laughs) But if we think about it, it's right. There was a little video clip of Bono in The Last Rock Star, and it was about liberation. And I think that's, that's where I feel that Michael felt liberated when he was singing, when he was singing his own lyrics. I'll, I'll, I'll phrase from um, Mark Opitz. Michael, Mark Opitz says that Michael puts on his charisma coat and becomes somebody else on stage. But I also feel that Michael felt another person and liberated. Hmm, does it make sense? I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Um, he felt comfortable on there. He looked comfortable on there, without a doubt. I think that's up there. Michael's singing. I love that. Let you know when I'm 
Okay, number 10. No, 11. No, 11. 11. Concert for Life. I'll let one of you girls oh, go oh, first. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You, B, you were right and I was wrong. It, it was 10. Yeah, Never okay. tear us apart on the Jules Holland show. I swear. <gasps> oh, my God. I know you like that one. Down, B. Down. <laughs> Calm yourself. Okay, I'll let you two go first. The trousers. The trousers. The trousers. And, and the soft, warm, blue jumper. See, I think he looks like he's wearing pajamas. <laughs> I know, I said, that to, I, I, I said that to you once before, Even B. Better. I know you, you love, <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, but, you know, despite that, I love the highlights in his hair and the mm. kind of scruffy facial hair that he's got going on there. Mm -hmm. That's a good look for him. Mm. It was a very good look. What would that have been, 94? Just before he met Paula, I think, around that yeah. time. The scruff on the chin and mm -hmm. the trousers. Okay. Sitting the on the piano, <laughs> rolling about on the piano. I swear to God he was not wearing underwear that day. He was not. He was not. <laughs> well, B, you know, you know the story, right? Uh, that supposedly he had said something to Simon Laban about how, you know, rock stars don't wear underwear. And so I guess Simon decided to go commando. And uh, I guess at one of his shows, he took a, a leap up into the air and, and split his pants. Oh. Simon did. <laughs> That's the story Sorry, anyway. Can you show and, me yeah. that footage? Thank you very much. <laughs> 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 Sorry, this episode is turning into dirty old women. <laughs> well, what did you expect? <laughs> Come on, you got the three of us. The you got primal Michael, prim primal Michael moments, and you've got alcohol. I mean... <sighs> Come on. <laughs> Fuck times three. Okay. So, yes, I would rate that up high. Do you know what? I've actually lost count. There's quite a few up high. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yes, Michael on the piano and rolling about there. And, um, yeah, you just wanted to just give him a big cuddle, hey? <laughs> mm -hmm. Here. All right. I'll sit in your lap. Oh, jeez, Christ. Yes. So funny. You're so oh, funny. If only I'd got tickets for that performance. I think I would have done a Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Laurie. Uh, number 11, Concert for Life. Okay, all right. Yeah, I was only able to find one video, one song it's from very this. Hard. Most, of the, most mm. of the videos that are out there are just audio only. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah that's true. It's um, very much audio. Um, but what we do get is a quite a lot of stills of Michael in his... Um, Elvis suit, as it's been mm. known as now. Um, another one that was made by the same guys that um, made his stripy trousers. So, yeah, the only part that I was actually able to find video for was Mystify. Knowing what I know about all the controversy that led up to this concert, all of the bad press, you know, you mentioned Michael on the piano again. Well, Michael's sitting on the piano, just like in the previous one. But at one point, he just kind of throws himself back and he's just lying on the piano singing. And at that point, it's like no fucks given. You know, it's like, yeah, I, I, I'm just imagining he's just like, OK, you know what? They're they're going to they're going to crucify us in the press no matter what we do. So here I am and just <laughs> kind of. You know, just rolling all over the piano and stuff. I mean, it's a it's an interesting performance. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they realised what the fallout would be while they were performing. I don't think oh, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, okay. I, I think at this point, you know, they were off the back of Wembley. They were hailed as superstars, but yet in Australia they don't do that. It's a shame that they didn't back them more at this point because they'd been around the world and the world was clapping and, and, and you know, going, yeah, you know, go, go in excess. Uh, meanwhile, back in Australia, Credit House, who were actually on the performance, did a really good job as well. Um, they were number one in Australia more so. So, um, in excess came in like superstars but um, and acted like superstars, but um, the Australian public weren't having any of it. Mm, tall poppy syndrome. Mm, mm, too high. I think that's what confused me about this concert was being here in America. And like I say, you know, back then we didn't have the internet. So I literally went to Books A Million, Barnes & Noble every week to search the periodicals. I would go to the library every week, microfish myself from in excess. You had newspaper clippings that you shared with me from that show too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it got printed in the local Pensacola News Journal. So for me, I couldn't understand why the Concert of Life wasn't more popular here, at least in the States, because they had come off of Wembley, because they had come off of Welcome to Wherever You Are. And that's one thing about Welcome for me that I take to heart so much. And I've, you know, explained to Hayden and you is that album came out my senior year of high school. So that was like my entire senior year anthem, mm-hmm. that whole album. Mm-hmm. So Concert of Life was just like, why isn't there more? I know. I never even heard of it. Mm. Until until maybe until I read story to story. Yeah. And, and that's yeah, it, it was very perplexing. And and I will agree with Mark Opitz. You know, I, I just the fallout was they just weren't promoted in the States like they should have been for welcome. But- um, well, welcome was promoted quite heavily in um, England, but the concept for life that just didn't hit our shores at all as if like it went under the, as, as if like they were ashamed, not in excess ashamed, but um, Australia just like didn't parade it as much as they should off. The bit of Michael on the piano in his primal moment. Yes. Very good. Where are we? Number 12, the mystify video. Oh, okay. And this has just been re um, done. Did you see on the in excess official site? Yes. It's beautiful. So I think that the, the scene that somebody um, mentioned was the bit where Michael puts his hair into a ponytail at the uh, beginning at the, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. There's something about that part really that, you know, he's just like, okay, let's get down to business. <laughs> it feels very, uh, very genuine to me. You know, it mm. feels like we're seeing the real Michael. Yep. I don't know if I'd necessarily classify that particular moment as primal. Danielle? I'm just, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with the whole ponytail thing. <laughs> but okay, no, well, primal for me, nah. It's, it's, I, I like, I, I think it was one of my top um, videos just because I just like raw footage and behind the scenes and, and like being as it's sneaky and seeing something that I'm not supposed to. And just seeing that moment where I know it's, pretending but it's also really cute that you know that's when Michael and Andrew are actually coming up with Mystify I I just love that but being a primal moment 
probably not. Um, but being a really cool video, yes, I like Absolutely. it. Absolutely. 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 Okay, number 14? 13. Lucky number 13. 13. Okay. All Michael's moments. <laughs> Check. Sorry, that's it. That's a cop-out. <laughs> Whoever submitted that, that's a cop-out. <laughs> All Michael's moments. Okay. Send your hate mail to. <laughs> I think it might have been me, actually. Um, so All Michael's All Michael's moments, primal. Or primal. Okay. Yes. All well, Michael moments are primal moments. I suppose at this point then, Laurie, you could actually submit <laughs> a personal one from you. Okay. All right. Well, I uh, never had any personal interaction with anybody in the band. I never saw them live or anything, but their lyrics really connected with me. Back in high school, we we used to make each other mixtapes. And a guy who I actually think might listen to this, he gave me a mixtape. And one of the songs on it was Kiss the Dirt. And he even wrote something on the case to the effect of listen to this song. I did not realize until maybe three or four years ago when I really listened to the lyrics, the, the part about screaming like alley cats, the the uh, seeds of lust. Oh, shit. This guy was totally hitting on me. And I didn't realize it until like like 30 years later, I finally realized it. So 30 Chris, years too late, darling. Oh, my well, God. Poor guy. Chris, if you're listening, I apologize. That She's I a little bit sick. slow. A little bit. A little bit. Okay. Oh, poor Chris. Hello, Chris. Um, Danielle, have you got a personal moment? I am so laughing because Lori just took my song. That was the song that Joel told me that he loved me. Oh. See, but you understood. <laughs> it didn't it, take you 30 it, years. <laughs> in the bonfire scene and the headlights yes. and the hair and the the rat tail and the it's it was just in the boots and the jeans and the buckle that is my michael primal moment is kiss the dirt mm. good one good okay one. all right well <laughs> michael to me was a perfection of a man who I would die for. Like you say, on the looks wise, perfection. But I think the way that he held himself and felt comfortable with his sexuality and the way that he could make you feel, even though you weren't in the same room, even if just watching him perform or in an interview, you felt something from him that he was him he wasn't pretentious he was just this man that was really comfortable yet so vulnerable at the same time there's just something so beautiful about Michael that makes me want to cry um that makes me miss him so much Mm. Mm. okay I didn't want to cry then, but yeah. Okay, so um, where are we up? 14? 14. All right. Brace yourselves, ladies. The Taste It video. Oh, my God. Okay, let's, <laughs> let's have a taste. Sweet, sweet. 
sweet, 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 sweet. You taste it. Ready, girls? Have you calmed down from that video? Is it a little hot in here? It is, is a little me? bit steamy. Oh. It's a little bit steamy. Ooh. Okay, let's go for Lori. Lori, go ahead. Uh, all right. Well, um, I wasn't aware of this video until maybe the last few years. And I will say that I have watched it on numerous speeds, slower, and, you know, um, trying to catch everything that's going on. So, man, we have Michael being extremely submissive. And I got to say, when Michael does that, that is really hot. There was also a photo shoot that he did with, I want to say, Helmut Newton, where he's also kind of tied to a chair. And that's also really, really hot. But, you know, honestly, the hottest moments of the video, I don't think are exclusively Michael. I'm sorry. Gary's sucking on that woman's toes. <gasps> oh, my God. And John in his tidy whities just kind of being a voyeur and watching everything. Could you excuse me for a minute? I'll uh, I'll be back in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> OK. Right. Well, like, while Laurie goes for a little lie down there, we've heard buzzy buzzy. <laughs> Let, Danielle, let me, let me get my uh, let me get my scissors out so I can uh, cut that uh, wife beater off of Michael uh, so I can uh, get to yeah, that. Yeah, uh, do you know what? I've got there. beef with her. Yeah. She isn't the hottest, <laughs> is she? Come on, you Not know. So. I also, just throw into Michael's lisp is adorable in this video. Mm-hmm. It, it adds to kind of the the like innocent but not vibe. Mm-hmm. But Danielle, you were talking about scissors. Please continue. I want to hear more. Yes, yes, yes. Those those scissors on that uh that chest that's uh, going up to that little uh, dimpled chin there, and that goes up to those arms that are tied up in some twine that's on a orange shag carpet. Ooh, Di- digress myself with, with uh with Andrew and Tim playing with their balls with the balls. <laughs> It's just brilliant, isn't it? So much fun. We're we're totally getting that on the cutting room floor too, aren't we? I I have a feeling a lot of this is going to be censored. I would like to have seen what was actually put on the uh, cutting room floor of this video or behind the scenes. I'd love to have been a a voyeur of watching this being made, I must admit. Michael being a primal moment and knowing how sexy he was in bed um, and heard the stories I think this is Michael replaying some of his sexual moments right in front of us. Mm-hmm. Do, do you not? Agree? I have to go. I had to. Um... Tastefully. <laughs> oh, my B, are you are you choking on your cough drop there? What's going on? <laughs> I'm just might get one of my taste it bars out and have a little nibble, actually. Oh, she's eating chocolate in front of us. That's not fair. <laughs> I did. I made a taste it bar yeah. for everybody on the uh, the tour. So um, I've got a few left. <laughs> so right. Michael being tastefully done. He was very tastefully done. Okay, what number was that, Glory? Was that number? That was 14. 
Jeez, we've got we've still got a few more to go. Okay, number 15. 15 is Oz for Africa. It was the live aid of um the other side of the world, really, wasn't it? And Michael Weave, he's um watched the world argue t-shirt on there as well. I think it was an okay moment. I don't think it was the like that impressive, um, as in a primal moment. But yeah, they got the guys looked amazing though. They were really good mm-hmm. at that time of their um their stage of lives as well. What about I'm you? with you. Mm. I'm I, I'm with you. I, I don't think this was really a primal moment. What is with those red shoes? <laughs> yeah, I know they, they they pop up now and again, don't they? I think um did John have some as well? I think they were into red leather shoes at that point. They may have been the Air Jordans of the uh, 80s back then. <laughs> Maybe. It was in thing. Is it Oxblood? I think they call it. Oxblood and leather. Okay. Well, let's move swiftly on to number... 16. 16. Sweet 16. What we got? Yeah. The One Thing video. Oh, yes. Okay. Let's have a bit of this. One thing video. Now, it's funny because this didn't come to me until later on. Um, I didn't see this, first of all. I don't remember seeing this on MTV at all. But my God, this is a primal moment for all of them, eating the, uh, the, the food on the plate there as if it was like, you know, going out of fashion for sex. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to go straight to you, Danielle. What was your thoughts? Oh, gosh. Michael? staring down the lens, those brown eyes, mm-hmm. the black hat, the silver belt around the hips, the tearing of the turkey. <laughs> what else? The, the the grease just dripping off the lips. Oh my goodness, Danielle. <laughs> Danielle, you need to like write romance now. I know, I write <laughs> How many times did you watch this video, you reckon? Well, a few. You know, <laughs> Wasn't the hat his mother's? It was, it was. The fedora. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think she even had to play in doing his makeup that day as well. Well, his Not- makeup looked good, but the those so the women, their makeup looked terrible. Oh, <laughs> I guess we all look like that in the eighties, though. Yeah, it I was so over did. the top, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And what was the what was the thing about the pussy cats? A lot of people have asked me what happened to the cats. What's the cats all about? I have no idea why the cats mm. were there. But hey, you know, it's a fluffy moment. Mm-hmm. But Michelle was in the video as well. She was. Yes. Yes. She's sitting next to John. It's okay, Lori. It's okay. I got her. <laughs> <laughs> I think nice. the primal moment comes when, is it Gary that like gets onto the Climbs table, on the table. And, yes. and rips apart the, yes. uh, the breast yes. of the turkey? I was like, that is the primal moment in this where he's like, fuck, I'm having that bird. <laughs> yes. Yes. And you know, the, uh, this is the first video that I ever saw of in excess and I did see it on MTV. Yeah. I remember coming away from it thinking, wow, Aussies really have, 
rude table manners. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was that was. <laughs> but yeah, that was the moment for me too. Was Gary climbing up on the table with yeah. the suspenders down over? Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. So glad to have brought that one up. And the funny moment for me is when um um little Timmy there is trying to be act all cool and he, he loses the bread roll and it slips out of his hand. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great. Quick, let's cut that scene. But I'm that. glad they kept it in. They kept it in. Okay, sweet sixteen. That was a good one. Okay, number seventeen. 17, Australian-made concert. Well, when Michael is competing, Jimmy Barnes, wow, what a moment. That's just like a rock star battle, wasn't it? You know, it was just so damn hot. Yeah, Michael looked fantastic. He really did. I mean, we talked about it earlier backstage, um, which was um, very captivating, watching them get interviewed and working out and um, getting ready for this performance. And there's even a little bit of um, footage of them actually going onto the stage as well. And you see Michael transform from slightly nervous to pulling himself together and running on and like just taking on that charisma coat, feeling so comfortable to strip off like that, Danielle. Hey, he looked amazing, Uh, didn't he? I know. I will say I will, I'm probably going to put Australian made as one of my top primal moments. Good on you. Absolutely. I saw this. I saw this for the first time because on MTV, they had an excess day here in the United States, which was every Sunday they would give the leading band spot on Sunday and they would run nothing but in excess videos, in excess shows, in excess uh, clips, all those type of things. That was the first time I saw in excess quote unquote in concert was the Australian made concert on MTV for that day in excess day. And to see Michael Hutchins in the guys, all white with the lights in the crowd, in the moments. And I will, I'm just gonna put um, the loved one mm. when he's sitting there. Mm-hmm. Oh, the loved one. Oh. There's something about oh. that song that he, you can tell that he really enjoys singing it. And I'm so glad they picked it. But yeah, when he sings it, we we talked about it earlier on in this um, in this um, episode. But when he sings it on Australian Made as well, boy, he really takes it up a notch, doesn't he? Really does. I will say, too, that was that concert is where my love of Don't Change came, came from. Seeing Michael ending that concert with the shirt tied around his waist the clapping of the hands. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where you saw Michael as a performer and the love for the people around him. Cause he gave thanks to the opening acts. He yeah. gave, you know, and, you know, and thanks to the road crew and he clapped his hands mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and thanked each and every band member. And then I just remember the fireworks and he like choreographed his hands to me. That's probably, I'm going to say over the kiss of dirt, my Michael Primal moment, just in that moment of Australian made the concert ending, don't change the fireworks. Wow. Such good footage from that. So yeah, it definitely has to be on the list. Okay. Yes. So yeah. we are at number 18 now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Brixton Academy concert, 1994. 
Yes. Okay. Uh, Well, I'm gutted that I didn't go to this because I was so close and went to see Primal Scream instead. Gutted that I did. That was an amazing concert. Anyway, it was a different time for Michael, wasn't it? It was that sort of 1990s, very more laid back. Wasn't so much the rock god as in, you know, um, wearing all the sort of like shiny clothes and looking suited and booted. He was relaxed. He was in the moment. He was having fun. I think there was a, a little sofa or some sort of um, chaise lounge that they kept lying on as well, which I, I quite enjoyed that they kept uh, using that as a prop as well. What props do you like? The video that I saw that it was not very good quality. I searched and I found a couple different videos on YouTube. Pixelated, very poorly lit. Michael's face is very washed out from the um, the, the spotlight. So it's very hard for me to, to be able to say that there's something uh, something about that that's primal. And I think it's just the quality of the video. I think if I had found a good quality video, I think I'd have a better answer for you. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Well, perhaps in excess need to um, get this and clean it up for us all. That would be uh, wonderful too, wouldn't it? Mm. I didn't know this existed until the podcast, actually. Um, And I'm going to agree with Lori on this one. The footage that I've seen is just not, you know, quality enough for me to be able to say. The only thing I can say is the the leather jacket he's wearing and and the curly hair. So, Oh, it's the the motocross. It's the motocross jacket, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that jacket on him. <laughs> yeah, I wonder where that is now. Okay, so number 19. Loved one on countdown. See, loved one is just coming up, what, three, four times now? Mm-hmm. Very, very baby Michael, I would say. Very raw, very baby Michael. You know, I think this is the first time that I've seen that he's really starting to be comfortable in his own skin. And you can really see that. And you can kind of see in the way he moves and the way that he plays to the crowd. There's one point where he's doing these kind of little sideways glances that kind of reminds me of Susanna Hoffs in the Walk Like an Egyptian video. He's kind mm-hmm. of looking side to side. I have to say, too, I think Gary's bass on this song is so sensual. It really makes the song. So, yeah, definitely a primal moment. Agree. Danielle, have you got anything to add? Oh, I'm probably going to get wrecked for this one. But this is where the uh, ex-hairstylist, uh, hairdresser in me comes out and goes... He was doing the Justin Bieber haircut before Justin Bieber was born. And there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it was was even thought about? Never mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, swiftly on to 20. Oh, my God, we're coming, we're coming into the end now. So number 20, where are we? 20, interview with Paula on the tube. Now, this is one of my entries. And again, it's those beautiful brown eyes. It's when she references those trousers look a little bit tight to me. I mean, the poor guy, he didn't even know where to look. He looks at the camera as if to say, is this really happening? What do I say back to that? And I don't think he says anything. I think he just like looks to the heavens and goes, <laughs> he's caught. He's caught in a web there, isn't he? It's absolutely the grin and the hair flip and the head back that is 
such a phantasmic scene of primal flirt I've ever seen. So before this interview even happened, Jules and Paula had gone through who was going to be interviewed. And um, Jules says to Paula, you can have the NXS boys. She goes, who are they? I've never heard of them. She never heard of them. Didn't know anything about them. He goes, oh, just do it. You'll like it. So she went in negatively thinking, oh God, you know, a band from Australia, never heard of them, blah, blah, blah. And then when she saw him, she realized he was drop dead gorgeous. And that was it. He was on her fridge mm-hmm. <laughs> for the rest love of the dog. Yeah. Right? Love, oh, love dog. dog. Yeah, exactly. Um, bigger than the Taj Mahal. And the last one, number 21. 21, when he rolls his beautiful brown eyes. There's not many men I can actually think of with one hand that can just stop you when they're just looking around a room. That's all he's doing. He's, he's talking, he's contemplating, he's thinking, what is it? Tell me, girls, what is it that makes us all goo 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 when he does that thing with his eyes? You know, I wonder how much of it is related to him being nearsighted. He can't really see beyond a certain distance. So, I mean, I know that a lot of times that would manifest itself uh, when he's speaking to somebody one on one of, you know, giving them your full attention. But I also wonder if maybe, you know, the kind of side to side glances wasn't really him trying to try to figure out what's around him, what his environment is, because he couldn't see. I don't know if I'm getting that one. Then we'd have all nearsighted people doing it, wouldn't we? (laughs) I don't know. Let's try it. I've never met any man ever do that. I don't think I've ever met any women. And the the reference there you said to the girl out of... um, what like Egyptian? What's her name? Susanna Haas. She's probably the only one. And again, it's because she has got those beautiful brown eyes. They just take you in, don't they? My husband's got brown eyes, actually. He can do it. I just thought that. He got me. <laughs> Nobody mentioned the Need You Tonight video with Michael with the leather jacket, just kind of slinking around, you know, chest beard. He's got the sex badge. That was like a really, really sensual video. And that probably would have been my second choice. Um, But I only nominated one. But I was very surprised that that did not make the list. Yeah, you're you're correct there. It was, especially at the time. Um, It it was. It was um, that poster has got to go on the wall as soon as um, that video came out. You're right, Laurie. I wonder why we missed that one. Is there anything that you missed, Danielle? Well, like I said earlier, I think it was more the kiss the dirt video, you know, just Mm. being in the outback and, you know, just seeing six Australian guys with their shirt off. And like I said, with the dust and the belt buckle and the pants and the bonfire and Lori, you can need a fan because of John, like lifting his hair with the headlights behind (laughs) him. But we're talking about Michael. Then there's those other scenes, you know, of Michael when he's, um, there's some photographs of him running around the vineyards at his, um, yeah. And he looks very disreveled and his hair's all over the place. And there's another one of, I don't know who did it, but Michael's got his arms outstretched and he's on the edge of a cliff and he's wearing the silver shirt and it pans in. That's a beautiful, oh my God, that's a gorgeous picture of him. Um, I think it was on the Mystify movie that uh, Richard Lowen signed it. 
But wow, Let, um, let's just say that he's just had so many beautiful moments that we can continuously repeat and pour over. Yeah. And can we just can we just pay homage to Michael Hutchins' voice? Mm-hmm. Just to listen to him talk. Mm-hmm. I remember I listening to him recite the green monster from dogs in space and i would rewind that over and over and over just to hear that man recite the green monster about the indigestion uh medicine yes (laughs) (laughs) you know i think his voice was at its best I mean, he had a very powerful singing voice, but when he kind of reduced it to almost a whisper, he's mm-hmm. almost growling. That was, I think, when his voice was its most primal, where you kind of have to almost strain to, you know, lean in to listen to it. Yeah. I always go back to that fantastic album that was done by Sony and the Michael um, Hutchins journey. And they've um, lifted his um, voice out of um, the music and they've taken the music right back and you can hear him singing like you say you hear the lisp and you hear those sighs and yeah you feel like you're in that room with him and that one last lyric you're my kind yes we are (laughs) and you are okay well thank you for joining me this afternoon it's been fantastic i wish i'd had more vodka with you girls it was got a little bit silly in the middle there so um and it's a goodbye from me goodbye from laurie goodbye from danielle we'll all see you soon bye And this is Manny from the UK. This is Lisa Mack from Brisbane, Australia. And this is Felicia from Everett, Washington, USA. And that's a wrap. Well, the, uh, I think all gamuts of emotions were there. Uh, some real highbrow stuff, uh, some enthusiasm there, uh, even some little pathos and, you know, little weepiness there too. But it was uh, a mix, mixture of emotions and I enjoyed it. I hope everyone else did too. So well done. Yeah, thank you girls for coming on board. Um Danielle's been having a tough time so it was it was good to actually um you know get the girls together and it was like watching um, a girl flick, you know. It was um it was um, a bit of um medicine in a way. But right. um I hope you all enjoyed that. It's a little bit of fun, but um no, me and Hayden we're, we're solid. We are coming back <laughs> next week. We'll straighten up next week, folks, we promise. Uh, All right, fan engagement. But anyone sort of stand out of the pack this week who's been interacting uh, on a level worthy of discussion now? Yeah, I will go talk about those. But please, um, on the back of that, the polling will be finishing on Wednesday. We will um, It will be um, um, Eastern Standard Time on Wednesday evening. It's Wednesday the 15th. Thank you. Wednesday the 15th. And then next week, Hayden and I will be coming back with the results. and also next week we'll do the um, the the hand in the hat. So if you haven't got your um, your um, entries in for the rare vinyl, you need to get that done too. So you've that's got the one by more. one. Listen like thieves, two cider, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, uh, donated by Darren Jones, I believe. Yes, it is. Yeah, Foliage. yeah, very yeah. rare. So yeah. rare that even 
hey, if he gaunt said, it's mine. I don't think ah. he's going to let anyone know. <laughs> and I went, yes, I've got a tingly feeling. It's yours, David. <laughs> well, anyone can win it. This is, there's no money involved on this. This is an absolute giveaway. All we got to do is uh, go back to the relevant episode and uh, list uh, who were one, two, three, or four of the support bands that played mm-hmm. at the Rock and Roll show. Mm-hmm. Uh, please do so. But uh, back to fan engagement, B. Yeah. And do you know what? I think I might even give a few more little prizes. So there might be a, a second, third and fourth prize. So it's worth getting your hands in your pockets and uh, becoming a patron and uh, helping us out. OK, fan engagement. Um, a big hi to Tony from New Sensation. Um, been having lots of li- lots of lovely conversations with him um, and he is our new um, tribute band on our page. Also like to say hello to Andrew Fleming. Melsky, Jan Summers, the Riven Mikon, Joel Kandari, Carl I Jennings. I do surnames. I know it's hard, isn't it? <laughs> Joel, Carl, Sam, Mark with a K, Mark with a C, and yes. Lucinda. Fantastic. Thanks, guys. All right, we're going to go today a little bit of fun, B. Uh, I'm throwing this one at you now. And the wonders of uh, production, you'll be adding this in, okay, as you screw your nose up at me now, okay. But we're going to go out uh, with a bit of a double act today of the same song sung a different way. So early in the podcast, B, you mentioned about the acapella versions of uh, uh, the songs that you were, um, well, in excess songs. I assume uh, through that there's a, a version of Devil Inside that is on that particular uh, vocal contribution. Mm-hmm. Uh, and secondly, we've got the Robert Fripp slash uh, Toya slash uh, Keys in the in the uh, in the in the. Um, uh, it's so bad. It's just so cheesy. We'll go down the. We'll go down the rule. We'll go down the rule. I think rule me bit. and you could do better. Oh, do yeah, you know I, what? I reckon we should do that. Well, you can do the toy a bit, and I will do the. <laughs> I ain't, I ain't doing that. Yeah, you are. I'm going to no, make no, no, you. No. So we we go out with our cappella, sort of uh, straightened up, you know, very very posh version of Devil Inside, and we're going to go out with the the lunchtime uh, throwaway version from uh, King Crimson's own uh, Robert Fripp and wife uh, Toya, who likes to talk like this, and uh, we will say it's a goodbye from me, and it's a goodbye from B. Goodbye, everybody. All you've got is this moment The 21st century is yesterday You can care all you want Everybody does, yeah, that's okay So how do you feel?
the devil inside Every single one of us, the devil inside Makes me wonder